brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Um, welcome to this sud segment where good beer or good mead beats meets really bad radio. God, Nothing beats speak. really bad radio. <laughs> Stop. Um, I'm your hostess, Kodogal Juliana, and with me today are my esteemed colleagues. <laughs> Like the way I said that. Um, good old boy, Dave. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. I've never been called an esteemed colleague before. Mm, must be the mead talking. Um, good old boy, Jason. Hello, everyone. And good old boy, Sparky. Avast me, hearties. <laughs> <laughs> that is so inappropriate. Wow. Yeah. Whatever. But- you just, I mean, that was a euphemism when you were called esteemed. I'm just saying. I'm not sure. <laughs> Elongated. Of course you would say that. Well, ladies and gents, today's episode is, well, is it really an episode or is it just a really good excuse to drink mead? Um, That's right. Nectar of the gods and probably the oldest fermented beverage on earth. That's what we're going to talk about. Mead played a role in ancient history throughout Europe, Asia, and Africa. And uh, actually, good old boy Jason and... uh Someone we used to call good old boy Mike, uh, we call him a lot of different things, uh, have done a couple of episodes before. Uh, one was called Prior Shea, Please Pass the Mead, and the second one was called Covered in Honey. I'd encourage anyone who wants to learn more about me to go back and listen to those episodes, partly because Jason gave a ton of good information about mead, but mostly because I don't anticipate them learning. Uh, I don't anticipate there being any educational value to this episode. I just hope you guys don't do any more of those British accents for Star Wars impersonations. Nah, I mean, don't worry. We uh, we only have to do the accents when Mike is here, so we're solid. Oh, I do believe that you are making fun of the fact that there are not high quality British accents in this show already. <laughs> <sighs> He showed up. Damn! Who let him in? How did he get in here? Seriously, well, you we're gonna drink mead, and you needed good fake British accents to, you know, make this a high quality mead show again. So, of course, I'm coming. Hashtag sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um. Hmm. Okay. Good old boy Sparky. Why don't you do the suds rating for us? And um. Hmm. I guess you'll have to use a fake accent. Maybe Viking this time. I, I Viking. I mean, is that like? Is that I am like, Loki. No, I don't. It's a good try. What is that like? Some confluence between like Swedish and pirate? Is that what we're going for here? Two parts pirate, one part Swedish chef. You have to chug a meat. Bork, bork, bork. All right. So we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these suds rating plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One. That sucks. Give me anything but a sheep's horn full of fermented cat milk. <laughs> Two. Man, that sounds nasty. What's that? A berserker cleaving a man's skull? <laughs> Three. Ah, what a relief. <laughs> Four. A body should really may not be making that sound or being struck with a battle axe. Uh, uh, uh. And five. <laughs> Listen to that hang time. Give me another bench. Two pieces of mutton. Own the cows to go your finest need. What exactly is mutton? <laughs> uh, Lamish? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a sheep. It's, it's a grown yeah. sheep. Yeah, it's sheep. It's like tough. Like, See, I was going to say that's well older. fermented roadkill from Alabama, but you know, well, you, oh, it's, it's an elder sheep. 
that's good eats mm. and, and uh, I think there's a and, Viking cereal called mutton honey. But. Oh, my spleen <laughs> just ruptured. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Dave, sorry. <laughs> oh, you son of a. So today we'll be uh, trying some meads, and here are those meads that we'll be trying today. Uh, from Bee Nectar, we have Tuco style freakout, uh, Black Fang, and Kill All the Golfers. From Moonlight Meadery, we have Coffee in Bed and Kurt's Apple Pie. From Arctos Meadery, there's Cricket Song and Fairy Godmother. They have a crazy, freaky, weird website, by the, just in case you guys wanted to know. Should I drink mead before I go to the website, or will it make you want to drink mead after? Do you have to use a fake uh, Viking accent while you're reading there? Actually, website? to log into the website, you do have to say something in Norwegian. Mm. Uh, and then from Shrams, we have Nutmeg Honey Wine, and from Harris Meadery, Key Lime Pie. Hmm. Okay. And the, and the word of the day is, hey, say it again. Bjork, bork, bork. No, oh, no, no wait. What's, sorry. What's, what's the word of the day? It's Kalsaraka. Kalsarikanit. 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 Everyone say that. Kalsarikanit. Y'all said it wrong. Nope. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> okay. Denied. Well, just in case there are people listening who aren't quite sure what mead is or never saw it or anything like that, good old boy Jason, please give us some of the basics. All right. Mead is fermented honey. Uh, fermented honey beverage. Please. I hope no one's allergic. But yeah, an ancient beverage, uh, honey and water uh, mixed together, fermented out. Uh, there are an infinite number of varieties that you can do with mead, but uh, let me give you a couple of basics. You'll see the term methligan. Now that's uh, honey with herbs and spices. I thought meth was death. I was going to say, I saw Breaking Bad. I know yeah. what that's about. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. There, there's, no, there's no herbs and spices in that. But there is a methligan. There's lithium batteries and um, <laughs> cold medicine. Braggot's another one. That's uh, mead with uh, malted grains, so kind of a mix of beer and uh, beer and mead. Then you have pimet, which is mead with grapes, so kind of a blend of wine and and mead. And then finally, melamel is another variety. There's there's more besides these four, but melamel is a common one, and that is meads with fruits other than grapes so your berries and your citrus and things of that nature uh, those are probably the four most common things you'll see out in the market uh, aside from your straight meads which can have various uh, strengths so you'll see the term sack mead or session mead sometimes those uh, those varieties are out in the market uh, those would be just straight honey i long for the day when somebody will say man that was a really crushable session mead mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think so. it's it's out there, folks. I mean, there are some six, uh, five, six percent meads out there in the market and, and being made by home brewers and people of that nature. Uh, wow. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, let's talk more drinky. I'll go first. Wait, why am I going first? Damn it. Okay. Who wrote this? Yeah, out there. That's usually what goes through my head all the time. Yeah. Who wrote this, Dave? <laughs> Fine. So we're each going to talk about our top three, uh, and I will start. My favorite of the flight. Notice how I spaced out my words to create dramatic effect and tissa i thought that's just because you couldn't find your place on the page shut, <laughs> shut up they don't have to know that it's jerk. a it's a really long category for dave i can't find my place <laughs> on the page oh, so. i hate you guys so much okay so my favorite was i hate you guys so much <laughs> have i mentioned that i hate you guys so much <laughs> dot com <laughs> So my favorite of the flight was Tuco Style Freakout from Bee Nectar. 
Uh, it's, let's see, it's orange blossom honey, awesome, agave nectar, more awesome, lime juice, and lime zest. That's pretty basic, um, but it's very good. Uh, it's pale green and crystal clear with a fizzy head that disperses swiftly to the rim. <laughs> I didn't write it, that's just what it says. Uh, do you guys need some time alone? All right. Uh, tart lime engulfs the tongue, followed to a creamy. Wait, wait. Good minute. lord! <laughs> followed by a creamy sweetness of honey and agave. Can you taste the climax? Oh wait, I said that in the other episode. Uh, medium bodied with a lime pith. It is pith, P-I-T-H. Uh, bitterness on the semi-dry finish. A zip of acidity adds to the wonderful balance of the sweet, tart. And bitter flavors. Well, what can I really add to that other than uh, it's pretty good? <laughs> wow. Um, it's very citrusy. Definitely pick up a lot of the lime. Um, nice, crisp finish. Very light-bodied. I give this Tuco's-style freakout a four. <laughs> My next one is also from B Nectar. Kill all the golfers. Not just some of them? No, especially the ones at this table. <laughs> all of them. Four. Uh, this is a mead with black tea and lemon juice. Uh, it's got gallberry honey? Gallbladder honey? Gallberry. It's got gallbladder honey, <laughs> black tea, and lemon juice. It's deep gold. And it, it's got a bunch of big words on it, too. Um, it's the Arnold Palmer of meads. Yeah, if Arnold, Arnold Palmer was a mead, this would be his drink. Um, and you can taste the old golfer in it. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to you in just a minute. Clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads None too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, ladies and gents. We are in the middle of a special mead episode. Have you tried the honey liquor we call mead? See, it's good time for more fake British accents. No, see, that was a good that, British that was accent. Well, man. Yeah. And it was not fake. It's from Scotland. <laughs> so. Wow. Anyways, good boy Dave was waxing poetic about I was his... talking about killing golfers. or <laughs> No, a mead called Kill All the Golfers from Bee Nectar Meadery. I think and Dave Sibery. would be one of those guys. He would just walk all over my line all day long. He'd go, wait, were you go- was your ball going to go right there? I'd be the guy driving the cart looking for the 19th hole. Mm. Isn't that uh, the beer girl? No. You know what they call that? You know, no. you, have to drive hey. on, you have to drive on the left-hand side on the golf course, though. Oh, is it British? Oh, see, now you got me doing it. You tricked me. <laughs> and, and my evil plan is coming through. Well, the reason I like, uh, I, I like Kill All the Golfers uh like the last meat I talked about, it's got a lot of citrus in it, but it's a different kind of citrus. It's a, a heavier uh, lemon flavor versus the lime um, that that mixes well with the black tea. And um, it's still, it's really full body. It's only 6% alcohol, but it's, it's a very good mead. And I gave it a four. <laughs> Finally, uh, what is... Uh, a big surprise to me is I've never even heard of these guys before, but it's a great mead. It is from Harris Meadery Key Lime Pie. 
Um, I'm guessing it probably tastes like key lime pie. I don't eat key lime pie, but uh, if I did, this is what key lime pie would taste like. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm just reading through some stuff. It's done well in Jacksonville, apparently, uh, Florida. So I think they grow a lot of key limes in Florida. Mike, is that true? True or false? Yes, they do grow uh, key limes in Florida. We actually uh, had a key lime tree um, at one of our homes in uh, Florida for a while. I'd Did like you, you have save- your own manservant to pick the key limes off the tree for you? He did, but he had a very fake British accent about him, and I just had to let him go. Did you <laughs> Did you have to punish him when he dropped the key limes? Mm, I'm sure you did. I'm not quite sure, sure whether I did that or not. So Spoil the rod, spare mm-hmm. the... Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, anyways, this is a really cool, refreshing. It has a nice sweetness. Um, it's it's very uh, it it's kind of in between the other two. It's not as dry and it's not as full bodied, but it's just a very very drinkable meat, and I really like it. And I also gave it a four. <laughs> Am I done? You're. Done. So done. We can like, all breathe a sigh overdone. of relief. Yes. Super Meat Man. Davey's done. How, how awesome is that? Wow. All um, right. Well, I've also picked out three from our lineup today. Uh, I'm going to start with Cricket Song from Arctos Meadery. <laughs> really? Really? I get crickets. I, I get crickets. I Just because it's in the name. Doesn't mean no. It's because you don't have a good fight like British accent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Arctos Meadery. Uh, so here's their description on this uh, wonderful beverage. Just as the cricket chirped at sunset for the villagers of the place of many trees, we too now give you a melody of the bitter and the sweet. So imported Guatemalan green beans roasted and cold brewed in Grand Rapids. Green fused beans. Green beans. Fused with honey and forged into that perfect harmony between mead and kava. Evening is fast approaching. Wake up and dance to the sweet rhythms of our cricket song. So uh, this one for me, uh, every coffee mead that I ever have from this point forward shall be judged against Cortez from Black Mountain Cider Works in Asheville, North Carolina. And unfortunately, this one didn't quite beat it out, but it was a very close second of the the coffee meads that I've had. Uh, To get coffee flavor into a mead without getting harsh bitterness and things of that nature is, is I believe it's a challenge uh, from what I've I've tasted in the past. But this one for me, uh, enjoyable, rich aroma. both of the flavors of the the coffee and a, a little honey in there as well. The the honey holds and and, and carries through. Uh, just a little bit of bitterness, but but not overpowering at all. And this one gets a suds rating of three from me. All right, next up on my list uh, from Bee Nectar, one of my favorite meteries, uh, just because they are. Uh, prolific and out in the market quite a bit. They have some great offerings. Black Fang, I enjoyed quite a bit. And Black Fang from Bee Nectar is a mead with blackberries, clove, and orange zest. Orange zest, excuse me. Insens- essential elements: sweet blackberries, cloves, orange je- orange. I cannot say that word. Why do I want to say jest? Jester King? <laughs> Jester King, maybe. I don't know. You're yeah. a joker. Maybe if you tried it with a fake British accent, it would taste better. <laughs> it's not a tomb. It, it might taste, it might sound better, but it would, it would, it would not, it would not taste better. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, appearance. Deep red with an enduring lacy white head. Sweet pungent aroma. Balanced clove, spicy uh, floral notes. Uh, let's see, there are other notes here. Sweet and smooth with a full-bodied dark berry wine character reminiscent of Spanish sangria and, and Grenache grape wine. The creamy and carbonated mouthfeel finishes dry with a firm clove aftertaste. Uh, 6% on this one, so not a huge overpowering beverage. 
my own personal tasting notes on this one. Very berry forward. Uh, some light apricot notes at times for me. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, pretty good balance of sweetness with the fruit. But if I had to knock this one just a little bit, I think they lost some of the honey character. I think it's overpowered a little bit by the, by the berry. And I don't get as much of the spicy uh, character coming through over that berry either. I think the berries, it kind of pushed everything. It's there, but pushed it a little to the back. Uh, very enjoyable, very drinkable. Uh, does get that wine-like character. I give this one a suds rating of three as well. All right, so uh, my last one on the list is uh, one of these ones that uh, we, we talked about Methligan earlier on. This falls into the Methligan's category. So this is from Shrams, and it is Nutmeg Honey Wine. Uh, honey Wine's just another word for mead. And this one, let's, see, let's get their description on this one. Shram's nutmeg utilizes the seed of a tropical evergreen, and I can't even begin to pronounce the actual word for that, Mysterica fragrans, eh, not too bad, native of the islands of Indonesia. If you'd used a fake British accent, that would have been correct. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think you're right. Its aroma is warm, uh, creamy, and full-bodied, making it a seasonal favorite for chilly fall evenings. Paired with honey, nutmeg creates a concentrated, voluptuous mead, which pairs beautifully with fish and roasted poultry. And on this one, my own personal notes, um, spice and sweetness all over the aroma. Uh, honestly, for me, uh, a little too sweet of a finish uh the, the spices play well with the honey and there is plenty of honey character here left which i look for in a good mead i don't want that honey to get wiped out by all the adjuncts that are added to it uh, but the, it, again if i had to knock this one maybe just a little bit too sweet of a finish it's definitely a, a fireside sipping warm weather kind of mead would you have it with fish I would think uh, a more robust fish, it might hold up, uh, the fish might hold up against it, but if you're talking light... About Swedish fish. Well, I... I <laughs> one of the worst experiences of my life, fermented shark. Ooh. Don't go there. Did people, you lose a bet? People just... Yeah, I, we didn't lose... It wasn't a bet. It was... You ate it willingly. It was it it was between a bit, that and Lutefisk? And you it, just it, was a bit of, it was a bit of a challenge laid out to all present... Uh, it was a horrendous experience, Tested and manhood. that's all I have to say about mm. that. Would this guy wear a spotty dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, but anointment will. You might want to get that looked at, Mike. <laughs> the meat is not going to. It's not going to help you. Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> all right, we've got to move on here, folks. Nutmeg honey wine from me. Suds rating three. Is there really anywhere to go from here? It's one of the few times that I wish that we would take a picture. It was just his reaction, you know, at that moment. It's just like, wow. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> yeah. Um, good old boy Sparky, what are your top picks? So I, I think I think my first one is gonna have to be uh the nutmeg honey wine from Shrams. I I'm I've got a bit of a sweet tooth myself and uh I don't think there's anything <clears throat> as too much sugar and I love you know like a good ruby port crusty with sugar and all that good stuff I love those things as well and and I just I thought this was great it was really interesting because uh I don't think we've gotten to this yet but we had um when it came to adjunct flavors we actually had some really great examples and some really not great examples mm. um one of them that I will not mention at the moment uh was like getting punched in the face with a like a box of false seasonings <laughs> it was um it was pretty uh terrifying but um but then you taste the shrams and it's you know it's nice it's sweet it's just like you know again like i i think i would recline in a smoking jacket in a well-worn chair next to the fire and I don't know, take advantage of myself or something with a glass of this. The key <laughs> is no pants. Pantsless. No pants, pants wait, allowed. Wait, the word. 
Kalsarikainit. Farfig Nugan. See, yeah, I brought yeah. that back. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Like, wow. Somehow yeah. you it's our took new jingle. Somehow yeah. you took that word and made it dirty. Like it was kind of weird before, but you really. <laughs> I use my uh, mouth prettier than a five dollar whore. So, um, <laughs> so in today's economy, have you seen any five dollar? <laughs> And really not that pretty. And I think that <laughs> was even, I think that was even inflated from the uh, Blazing Saddles version too. So, but uh, just so balanced and smooth, sweet. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was too sweet, but there's no such thing. So I will take it, and uh, I'd have to give that a four. That was a, a delightful surprise, uh, especially in contrast to the one that was like getting punched in the face with false seasoning packet number five. Have you really <laughs> been punched in the face with false seasoning? Yes, it's a Jewish tradition, actually. <laughs> it's true. It's a test of, uh, it's when you become a man. It's, that's how they do it. It's yeah. not pretty. Nice. I think my number two on this list uh, was would have to be uh, Kill All the Golfers. Uh, not only because I enjoy uh, Carl Spackler, uh, one of my great heroes of all time, but uh, just I, I love Honor, Arnold Palmer. See, you can't say... You can't speak Latin. I can't speak uh, Arnold Palmer's name without messing <laughs> it up. You know, we all have our foibles. Um, it would sound better with a fake British accent. <laughs> I'm tired of hitting the buzzer, dude. The, the rest of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> it tasted of apricots. There you go. See? Very good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, you know, Arnold Palmer's are one of my uh, dirty pleasures uh, during the summer, especially when you add Apparently booze you to them. you have several dirty pleasures. I am a filthy man. <laughs> Lemon belongs <laughs> nowhere near tea. Yeah. Oh, oh my. I'm just, you're wrong there, but you can agree <laughs> to disagree. Bygones. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. <laughs> So, uh, but no, I got, I got some nice, uh, you know, nice, uh, almost apricots at the beginning is kind of what hit me. It was weird. I didn't really get the citrus until the back end and then just like a big rush of black tea and then the uh, lemon at the end, you know, not too sweet. Um, really just enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, see, I'm trying to find it right now. Here we go. One more time. Do it. Do it. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. That reminds me like back when I was addicted to Snapple and the, uh, 90s right i mean that's like that's that's it right there weren't we all Plus booze. hello my name is jason and i am addicted to snapple in a british <laughs> accent yeah right well Bam. you know yeah. once again i'm banning your british accent okay. so right. so i'm gonna go and give that one a four two um, wait a four or two four two four forty two well. uh, it is the meaning uh, of life yeah, it is it's true um and then i think i was going to cover one that uh i didn't care for Matter of fact, I would call this bottled hatred. Um, I don't think that's hyperbole. I think that's Put it. that coffee down. Damn Skippy, Mr. Baldwin. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we had this amazing, I thought Cricket song was fantastic. A uh, great example of a coffee. That was the first time I had, had a coffee meet, and it was great. Fortunately, I tried that first, because the next thing I tried was, uh, good God, coffee in bed. Bum, bum, bum. My tasting notes were no, sir. <laughs> nope. Um, here, I'm going to subject myself to this because I like uh, self abuse. One moment. Um, he likes the pain, folks. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, I want to scrape my tongue off. Um, wow. Oh, my God. Uh, so somebody said it tasted like what you rinse your mouth out with medicinally at the dentist. I think that's that's probably one of the tasting notes. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think this would be a great thing to drink on a bet. You know, if you lost a bet and needed something to wash down fermented the shark, fermented shark, yeah. the fermented shark just really chases well with uh coffee in bed uh i don't know what's going on in this i i do think i would try the fermented shark again before i tried coffee in bed oh again. snap wow <laughs> dang cold-blooded wow. um i bet the fermented shark people are going to start using that as their tagline well not as bad as this yeah it's better than coffee in bed <laughs> but Man, it's it's uh it's a train wreck. I don't even know how I can describe how bad this is. Does anybody else have any <laughs> pithy uh, comments to describe there? Just stop making it. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> this actually, this episode is an intervention to tell you to please, for the love of God, stop making this. Do something else. Scotty, don't. Don't. 
Well, my question is, is was there even honey in there? Like, I, I searched really hard to try to find a hint of honey, and I just couldn't. It's like bad coffee that vanishes into this really disappointing flaccid I don't think sweetness. it's as bad now as it was. Like, now that it's warmed up, it's not as bad as it was. It's just really, no, really, it's really sweet. Bad. It's... <laughs> No, it's, it's well, he didn't say it in the British accent, so I guess and, I'll have to go And uh, no British accents. I'm going to have to give this summer gun a big fat number one. Wow. <clears throat> well, the bitterness just basically sweeps away the rest of your palate, and yeah. it's not in a good way, you know. And you can, <clears throat> you can see what this looked like maybe on the recipe, you know, but it is just not working. Um I think what's interesting is here on our show notes is that this actually did quite well in a meat competition. And I'm like, mm, did we have the same thing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, bronze medal at the international Mazer competition in the open mead category. Uh, but I did find one note that they had here interesting. Mediterranean cucumber salad. Um, yeah, I, I've I've been to the Mediterranean. I've had their cucumber salad. And I'm going to call shenanigans on that tasting note. That's uh, my official stance. They would ask you to leave. This is this is followed quickly by baba ganoush, fresh vegetables, and Jamaican jerk chicken. Maybe maybe a food truck, a couple of food trucks, ran into the tasting table, and there was an accident. So right, would, would you give this to a friend you hate or a relative you hate? A relative friend that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> and he's staring right at me as he's saying that. You know, what's I didn't blink either. Oh, just, you know. Dead yeah. on. Mm. Or would you give it to people that have really bad Frank and British accents? I'm not even hitting <laughs> Some people now. deliver a fish wrapped in newspaper. Other people will give you coffee and bed. There you go. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, we will... <laughs> we will continue on in just a minute um, after this brief interlude. It's not just the destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars and cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We are in a heated mead debate. Coffee or no coffee? <laughs> well, well, there's some coffee. No, some coffee. Coffee is a beautiful coffee thing. when it's if not weaponized. The right coffee. Yeah, but if someone doesn't pour hot coffee on you in bed. Maybe that's well. Maybe some that's people what maybe is. like that, Dave. And I don't uh, think you should. You know, on certain certain parts of you or other people. Yeah. Is it okay if it's wax from a coffee scented candle? Huh. <laughs> no. No, that's just over the line. Who peels yeah. it off? Well, isn't that wow. the point? Well, the barista. <laughs> and we're back to the group therapy session. <laughs> okay. It got, it got dark really quick. <laughs> Next up is good old boy Mike oh, in a plethora bring... of accents. <clears throat> Who no, will he be next? Do, I will not do any. Maybe. Uh, oh, no, come on. Let's not even go Come there. on. Yeah. So uh, in my top three out of today's flight, uh, number one is the uh, Black Fang from Bee Nectar. Um, uh, Jason uh, has already covered some of the background on this. My own tasting notes for that uh, particular uh, mead is uh, this is Blackberry City all the way. Um, that was the thing that really caught me. Oddly, I'm not a Blackberry fan. Uh, and so... I thought it was raspberries. Uh, yeah, well, I thought it, that was your. There's a long list of, of of berries that I don't particularly enjoy, but 
Um, Barry Manilow. <laughs> I thought so, Raspberry was your safe word. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a different show. That's rutabaga. <laughs> My safe word is nuclear green. So, anyway. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is definitely a Blackberry City all the way. Uh, it was tart. It was floral. It was really complex. Um, I really uh, this was easily my favorite in the uh, in the entire flight. My sedge rating is a four for this. So one of the things I enjoyed, uh, I love how Jason said that the berries kind of overwhelmed this, and I thought that was a a pretty good representation of the some of the sweet aspects that you would traditionally look for within uh, a great mead maybe got a little bit lost in this um so if there was anything that i would say would probably improve it a bit would be some measure of of sweetness to come back in this but don't lose the essence of the blackberry I maybe thought it was a, a stronger variety of honey yeah a little more honey flavor it doesn't necessarily have to be sweetness but the character of the honey uh the uh, both the aroma and the flavor if you could carry a little bit through uh, more through past the berry like uh, what's a like tupelo or or what's like a really assertive honey i know buckwheat honey is pretty buckwheat wouldn't wouldn't be appropriate here uh but but tupelo is very distinctive in flavor um uh, some of your single uh single varietal type honeys might carry through as well Hmm. Well, number two here on my lineup is uh, something we've talked about extensively all as well, which is Kill All the Golfers from Bee Nectar. Um, I think one of the things that I like about this product the most is its wide availability. Um, I can't begin to tell you how many markets that I've been into where Bee Nectar is in that market. Yeah. And most importantly, this product is on the shelf. I've probably seen... Um, kill all the golfers in more on-premise you know restaurants as well um is probably one of the more popular uh meads that i've seen um the one thing that struck out to me and in terms of my tasting notes was right off their uh own description which is black tea and lemon juice and i think for people where that taste profile that they like from uh traditional english style teas where you're having it you know traditionally with a lemon wedge and, and maybe a, a touch of cream, you know, even with that, uh, this is right in that, you know, very traditional, um, uh, flavor profile. Um, uh, you know, instead of me actually writing a bunch of tasting notes, the tasting notes or that were in their description really were a very accurate description. Yeah. It wasn't one of those times where I went, I don't know what you were tasting, but it's nothing like what was on that marketing stick. So actually I thought this one was dead on. Uh, so you really do get an awful lot of that very uh, robust uh, black tea, uh, the lemon, but the lemon peel is there. Um, so I really enjoyed the balance of all this as well. This was really a, a very solid uh, product for me, also a four. <clears throat> Man, beet nectar, I mean, they make so many maids and they're in so many places. They must go through a butt ton of honey. Well, that's one Dang. of the, that's one of the nice things about them is they do have a great deal of market saturation, but they are consistent. Uh, they have high quality. I I don't know that I've had anything bad from them yet. Uh, there may be favorites, ones that stand out beyond others, but uh, th- th- they just have great consistency, great quality in their product, and the fact that they're able to get that out in the market in with with so, in so many different markets is just outstanding. Hmm. Well, the last thing in my lineup here is something that we have talked about quite a bit already, uh, so I'm not going to um, uh, sh- talk about this one a whole lot, which is the Key Lime Pie from Harris Meadery. My uh, own tasting notes, I really thought this was well-balanced. <clears throat> probably of the everything we had in this flight today, this was probably the best-made product uh, that we had in all of these meads. I could really taste, uh, even within the, the samples that we had today, there was just something about the element of uh, uh, um, just it was a well-finished product. And it just reminded me something of where the artistry was really coming through in the product itself. And, uh, you know, this has really had a lot of uh, industry accolades, and I don't really think they're uh, overselling it here at all. I really think this was also a solid four for me. I thought the uh, one of the interesting uh I actually put both the key lime 
you know, products out as the last ones that I wanted to taste because I was very concerned about how that would kind of overwhelm my palate. And I just didn't want to be fighting that through the rest of the flight. And I was really shocked when I kind of got around to this, you know, after going through everything else, I was like, hmm, wow, I wish I had to put those up front as opposed on the uh, last part of the flight to enjoy because this was actually uh, quite good. And uh, I would definitely come back around to that. I'm not a huge key lime, you know, fan. Um, it's just, you know, a little too acidic, you know, for me in the, in the lime family. And maybe it is cause I grew up, you know, just, um, Mike, can you go out and, you know, pick a, pick a bowl of uh, key limes, you know, squeeze off. And, uh, you know, I, this was, there's something about the acidic nature of that particular lime variety. Well, I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there with that one. The, the, Key lime works well in the mead. I've had other versions. I've made versions uh, of mead that uh, had key lime in them, and that acidity and the and the and the citrus character cuts through the sweetness of the honey. Yeah. And and what impressed me with this key lime from Harris Meadery was that they still had a lot of honey character left in. It wasn't overpowered by the citrus by the key lime, uh, but uh, it, it also didn't finish too sweet. Too cloyingly sweet. It, uh, they were in great balance. Like I said, that that acidity cut right through the sweetness, but left you with the wonderful honey character. I think that uh, that speaks to how well they control their fermentation too, because they let it go long enough to not be too sweet, but they didn't let it dry out either. You know, it, it finished at about the right place. Mm. I'd wanted to talk about that. We haven't covered that was uh, definitely on the bottom for me. Um, <laughs> and so I have like this image of, uh, I want to say it's a uh, Carol Kane um, that played the part in Scrooge um, where she's coming down in her, you know, she's, she's kicking her legs and she's about to talk with, you know, Bill Murray and she's going, Oh, I don't know how she said it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, come she on. almost had on, a British accent. Oh, no, 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 no. Well she do doesn't it. have a, she doesn't have a British accent. She was just like, and we go back and forth and back and forth. And she slaps him on the, you know, with the toaster and, and she goes, it was just, Anyway, um, so you had to be there. Fairy yeah. Godmother from Arcos Meadery um, is uh, uh, what I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about here. Not this part, you know, in, uh, in Scrooge, but, you know, uh, so their description here, uh, some of their flavor profile uh, explains exactly why this uh, giant uh, blender of uh, spice hell is not working. <laughs> So, oh, wow. Uh, so it says that they have transformed yeah. pumpkin, cinnamon, ginger, and other enchanting spices. Hmm. Is that like getting <laughs> is that like getting hit in the head with a nope. spice bag? Yeah, into yeah. a golden carriage steeped in honey and aged in oak. Yeah, it's just a mess. Um, in fact, the thing I wrote down, it's just a nutmeg bomb. This is like a pumpkin spice from hell that's going on. I, you know. This is something that I'm afraid that somebody would give me as a gift, and I wouldn't even re-gift this bad boy. I would just pour it down the drain. Dang. It just was really bad. The only thing I could hear was like the Nutcracker suite, you know, playing in, <laughs> back, in the background going, please tell me this is over very, very soon. We're actually going to get back into some real food in January. Um so yeah, this was a this was a solid suds one for me, and I'm being kind. <laughs> and I think it was interesting, like having that next to the the Shram's nutmeg honey wine, because you saw how I mean, nutmeg is a, a weaponized spice; it can be very powerful. Well, but also how so they also did the cricket song, yeah. And so that one showed a lot of control in how they handled the coffee. This one, I, I it. It smells like if you were just going to smell it, it smells amazing. It's it's like really delicious, but it's the flavors are really a little. Then well, you have to take out a restraining order after it attacks your tongue. Don't put it in your nose, Mike. Just smell it. Well, I, I have to agree with you. That was one of my tasting notes as well was there's a wonderful aroma on this. I enjoyed it. I was looking forward to that first sip. I took that first sip and I immediately wanted to expel it from my he, mouth. And he wanted nose to have and, some yes, fermented uh, shark yeah, right away. No, I think I just have a thing with you know that flavor profile for pumpkin beers and pumpkin. I think beers. we're also burned out. I know on a guy that can help you beers. out there. Yeah, 
No. I'm sorry. Let's I'm get so to Julia. Okay. Well, the first one that I want to talk about is one that we didn't talk about and was the last one of the 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 bad three, if that makes any sense. Um, it's Kurt's Apple Pie from Moonlight Meadery. And I had high expectations coming in on this because, well, based on the description, it's our biggest selling mead made with local apple cider, Madagascar bourbon vanilla, and Vietnamese cinnamon spice. Get your piece of the pie. This mead is a great after-dinner dessert wine that is perfect finish to any holiday meal. Two-time medal winner at the Mazer Cup International. Okay, and I'm thinking apple pie mead. Yeah, that's good. We've had some apple pie-ish meads before, and they've been yummy. And then I had this one. And... And she cried. Well, I did, because the spices were off, the apple was off, the wine was off. There just was... I, I I was searching for the pie, and I just couldn't find it at all. It was... I mean, I don't know if this was just a bad batch, or... Or what? But I mean, I've had other um, needs from Moonlight, and I've li- I've enjoyed them. But this one too, just like the coffee in bed, it was just such a letdown. And um, this one, I gave it two. It's not a tumor. Now, that being said, let me get to the good stuff. Um, first of all, Harris Meadery Key Lime Pie. Okay. When I think of key lime pie, it's it's sweet and it's acidic, and then it's got that graham cracker softness. That kind, you know, that's the kind of perfect key lime pie that I look forward to in the summer. And this was in there, and it was beautiful. I mean, I know there's no graham crackers in there, or any sort of graham crackerness. There's, yeah, there actually is. Is uh, there a okay. little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of the okay. like graham crackery crust kind of because thing? Because it was there, it was there, and the thing is, is it was beautiful. And like you guys said, the acidity kind of cut through the heaviness of what a mead could be and made it just absolutely perfect. I don't know what you guys are doing there in Florida, but please keep doing it. And send it to us. And make your way to Tennessee, please. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and I gave that one a five. The second one that I was really in love with was the Shrams. And it's not just because it was Shrams, although, I mean, let's be real, folks. It's Shrams. What have they ever made that was bad? But what I loved about it was that it lingered on the tongue. It stayed there, but it wasn't overwhelming. It was just enough of a nutmeg, so you get that spiciness without it being a winter spice bomb. And, <laughs> well, you know what those are. But the honey on this, I, I felt was a little different, too, and blended so well with the nutmeg, which I know there's very there's there's so many different types of, of honey used, but whatever they use for this particular mead, I thought was very well paired with the nutmeg. And it just was I mean, it's more beyond a, a dessert mead to me. This thing was just it was a meal in itself and it lingered in all the right ways and I, I just was in love with it. And this one I gave a four. Uh, uh. And quickly, the Arctos, the cricket song. First of all, the labeling is badass. Second of <laughs> all, the color on it was exquisite. And thirdly, the coffiness on it was delicate coffee-ness. for lack. Yeah, it was delicate. It wasn't in your face coffee, overwhelming, can't get any honey or sweetness afterwards. This was the most delicate coffee i could ever want in a mead and really enjoyed in a mead and this was stunning and i gave it a four (laughs) well okay i guess we're just about done are we done everybody done any last words no (laughs) i like mead (laughs) you know i have that overwhelming feeling that i need to go home drunk alone in my underwear with no intention of going out, or as the, as they say it there, it is Kasarik Kanitz. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, 
that's awesome to know. Well, we hope you enjoyed this rather interesting episode, and you can catch all of our very interesting episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy our show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone like your best friend. We love your feedback, well, most of it, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Suds and Smoke. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. We greatly appreciate it. Well, I want to thank all of our hosts for joining us today. Oh, really quick as we close out, I want... Oh, no. Never mind. Um, (laughs) I just want to say goodbye to everyone. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, what's in your mead, honey? <laughs> I'll tell oh you later. Oh, my God. That joke <laughs> would be a lot better. <laughs> if it was a f- with a fake British accent. What's of in your course. mead, honey? <laughs> Good old boy, Jason. Goodbye, everyone. And I like mead. <laughs> Good old boy, Sparky. Kalsara Kainit. Thank you. Well said. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode. Come back. Join us once again. And I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to us. Keep on chuggling. This has been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.